Welcome to the Indianola First Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our prayer is that this message will inspire you, encourage you, and launch you into life-changing action. Good morning, church. Uh, Pastor Jared with you this morning. Just wanted to let you know that we're going to be doing something a little bit different today because a missionary that's going to be speaking this morning is from a really sensitive area in the world. And uh, he's asked that we not broadcast his message because it could, uh, just because of the sensitivity where he ministers. So you're spending some time with me this morning. So glad that uh, you could join me and uh, the rest of our online community. And uh, we're just going to have a little chat. So I hope you're okay with that. Um, But we're going to get started today. And I did want to let you know too that we we have people that are going to be on the chat today. We have our chat hosts and, you know, if you have any prayer requests, if you have anything that you just want to talk about, I mean, show them some love a little bit this morning. Talk it up a little bit in the chat. That would be okay. Uh, sometimes I think they just really want to have some some fun and, and interact with you and get to know you. So make sure that you're, you know, typing if, you're po- if that's possible for you this morning. Go ahead and just let them know that you're there and they would love, love, love to talk to you. But um, this morning, uh, as we start off our time together, I just I wanted to ask a question. And uh, the question is, have you ever created a piece of pottery? So take a second right now and just type it in the chat. Yes, I created pottery. Yes, I've done pottery before or maybe no, um, never done pottery. That's never been a thing that I've ever done. Um, As for me, myself, um, I have taken a couple pottery classes from back in the day when I was in elementary school. Uh, My friend's mom worked at a place called the Cultural Center, and it was right across from our elementary school. And so we used to hang out there after school, and she roped us into pottery classes at the Cultural Center. And so um, at first I kind of went kicking and screaming a little bit, but once I was in a class, I really actually enjoyed it. I liked doing pottery. It was kind of a fun thing to do. There was this one particular time. I got this idea and I thought I said I'm gonna do a sword I'm gonna make a sword out of pottery because I if you don't know me I have a little bit of a sword obsession I did then and I kind of still do now if you've ever been in my office I have like three or four swords and it's almost a little bit crazy but you know that's that's just one of my things so I got this idea to make a pottery sword and I shaped it I molded it you know I had it looking good I glazed it that's what painting pottery is called glazing and sent it through the kiln and got it nice and hard and so when it came out the other side I was able to pick it up the next week I was super excited because I had a sword and I'd always wanted a sword and for some reason my parents as an elementary student didn't really want me to have a sword um, don't know why that was. Um, so I, I took my sword. I was just super excited about it. And uh, I thought I'd test it on the first tree that I saw. Well, you can probably imagine how good that went. I mean, that was the day that I understood that there was a difference between clay and steel, right? Um, and so uh, as I was sitting there and my sword was in a heap and I was just utterly disappointed, um, I, I learned that clay cannot do the things that metal can. But clay is in and of itself a very cool substance and has some very cool properties. And what I think is really interesting is that when we look at the Bible, there are several verses in the Bible that talk about clay. And I wanted to mention a couple of those for us this morning. So the first verse that I want to take a look at is in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8, and it says this, And yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all formed by your hand. And there's another verse I wanted to read for you. It's found in Jeremiah 18, 6. It says, O Israel, Can I not do with you as a potter has done with his clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so you are in my hand. And these are just a couple of verses. There's there's actually quite a few more throughout the Bible that talk about clay and talk about the potter. And generally speaking, the clay, when it's talked about in the Bible, is a reference to us. It's a metaphor 
for us. And the potter, generally speaking, is a reference or a metaphor to God. And, and, and when I say that metaphor, I'm not just reading into that. It usually literally says, God says, you are the clay and I am the potter. And uh, so there makes, it makes this comparison. God makes it. The Bible makes it. And uh, I thought it was just really interesting um, as you look through the Bible that you see that. So what I wanted to do for us this morning is take a look at the word together and understand why is it that that we see these references to clay and to us. I mean, when we really, when you think about it, when you look at it, when God talks about us being like clay and Him being like the potter, almost every time it's used, it talks about us being usable and God being able to make us into what He wants to make us into. And I hope as a believer this morning that you want to be usable to God, that you want to be usable for the kingdom. Because I don't know if you've ever seen pieces of pottery that are done really well and they're done right, but they come out looking incredible and they're just masterpieces by the time they're done. And, and I hope that you want to be like that, that you want to be clay that's usable. But in order for us to be usable by God and for clay to be usable, there's a few conditions that need to be met. And so that's what I really want to take our time looking at this morning. So the first one that I want to talk about is the fact that if you want to use clay, it's got to be pliable. I don't know if you've ever dealt with clay before, or maybe here's a better, here's a better illustration, because I know most of you have probably used Play-Doh at some point. You either played with it when you're a kid, uh, maybe your kids play with it, maybe you're one of those weird kids like me and you like to eat Play-Doh, or I used to like to eat Play-Doh. <laughs> just, just don't tell anybody, okay? It's between you and me and, and the chat hosts. Um, but Play-Doh, if, if you let it sit out too long, it gets crusty and it gets gross and it gets nasty and hard, and you, all of a sudden you find yourself not being able to form it. Well, that's the same thing that happens to clay. If it's exposed to air for long periods of time, it just gets hard, it gets unusable. There's just really nothing you can do with it. It's not hard enough to be used like because it hasn't gone through a kiln, so it's still fragile, but yet it's not pliable. It's just, it really is worthless. So clay has gotta be pliable to be used. Well, how does that relate to us? You know what? In order for us to be used by God, our hearts have to be pliable. Because God's issue when he's talking about the clay so often is that it's not usable. And, and for us, it's got to be the fact that our hearts have to be in a place so that they're usable. If our hearts get into a place where they're hard, then they're no longer usable. And I think one of the greatest ways our hearts get hard is found in Ephesians 4, verses 26 and 27. Let me read it to you. It says this, And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If your heart has become hard from anger, from bitterness, from offense, those kinds of things can cause our heart to get so hard that all of a sudden it becomes unusable for God because God might ask us to go and do something, but maybe because we've been hurt in that area, we've been offended in that area, or we're angry at certain individuals, then it, it doesn't allow us to do what God's asked us to do. And all of a sudden, our hearts go from being moldable and pliable, and we're able to do whatever God wants us to do, to being completely useless. For God. So my encouragement to you is not to let your hearts get hardened. And maybe you're that person sitting there this morning saying, my heart is hard. I've allowed anger in and I've allowed bitterness and offense and resentment into my life. Well, here's what needs to happen. Whatever that is that's holding you back from having your heart being pliable and moldable and usable for God, you need to make it right. Pastor Bray did a great job last week talking about things like offense. You know, if you have been offended by someone, maybe it's time that uh, you go and give them some forgiveness in your life. Or maybe if you've offended somebody, you need to ask forgiveness. Make it right. Whatever that issue is, 
Go make it right. Go, go to them person to person. Uh, find out where that source is that's, ta- that's making you frustrated or angry and deal with it at the source so that your heart can be ready to be pliable and moldable and be made ready for God to be used by you. Amen? Amen. The second thing that I think is important for Clay, or the second thing I notice is that, um, well, let me put it to you this way. If you've ever used a potter's wheel or you've seen a potter's wheel used, there is this spot in the potter's wheel and it's dead center where clay has to be. Because if you're, if you're watching a, a, an artist or a, someone sculpting clay and they get the clay off to one side or they get the clay off to another side, then all of a sudden that clay is going to, because the, potter, the potter's wheel starts to spin really fast. And the faster it spins and the further off to the center it gets all of a sudden, if it gets off to the center, it just goes crazy and it spins out of control and it just disintegrates and it's destroyed and that clay is good for nothing. But if that clay sits right in the center of the wheel and it spins, that that artist, that sculptor can make that clay do things that are almost magic. I don't know if you've ever watched a video of someone who's really good at doing pottery when they were using a potter's wheel. I mean, it's just fast. It's almost mesmerizing sitting there watching them because they can do incredible things with it. But you got to have the clay in the center. Likewise, we have got to be centered in Christ. We've got to be centered. Our lives have to be centered in him in order for him to make us into the people he wants us to be. Now, what does that look like for us? Well, let me share with you one of the secrets from Jesus' life of how he kept himself centered while he was on the earth. And it's found in Luke chapter 5, verse 16, and it says this. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. And this isn't just one of those verses that's a one and off verse. If you look at the life of Jesus through the Gospels, he would hang out with the disciples, he would do ministry, and he would always take time to go off by himself without all the rest of the guys without all the rest of the crowd, with all the rest of the people and the noise, and he would just go find quiet places to pray. What was he doing? He was centering his life. I don't think there's been a more important time in history to center your life than there is right now. I mean, the pace that our world goes in is so chaotic and crazy, and, and, and there's things that they invent to make our lives easier, and there's pieces of technology they invent to make our lives easier, And in some ways they do, but in some ways the more technology that we invent and the more things and the more devices and things that we use, it seems like the crazier our world gets and the more fast-paced it gets. You've got to take a time out once in a while and you've got to find that place where you can go be alone with Jesus and you can center your life. Maybe that's a place in your house where you can just get alone and get quiet. Maybe that's a coffee shop that you can just go to and you can just kind of be alone. Or maybe there's a place outdoors that you have picked up that's just the perfect spot and you can just find peace there and you can find a you can just get together and find solitude with Jesus you know I I encourage you to go do that find your place wherever that place is whatever that place looks like find it and you know maybe you need to take your phone and just turn it on silent when you get to that place leave your phone at home if that's possible just so that you can be alone and you can hear the voice of God clearly it's going to center you I mean if, if Jesus needed to go and spend time alone I'm pretty sure we need to go spend some time alone too so center your life on him That way we can be usable to God if we keep our life in that place. The last thing that I think clay has to be in order to be usable is that it's just what I just said. Clay has to be. Now, what in the world does that mean? What does that look like? Well, let's let's unpack that a little bit this morning. Think about clay for a second, okay? What's the job description of clay? What does it have to do? It doesn't have to do anything, right? It just sits there. It's a big lump, right? It just has to be. The potter is the one who does the heavy lifting, 
And so what does that speak to our life? Well, it's, it's the same thing. We just have to be. We let God do the heavy lifting in our lives. And it sounds easy for us to do that, but man, it's probably one of the hardest things as people that we do, especially if you're a person who likes control because, you know, being is just hard for some people to do. Some people with the right personality types, they just, they want to be doing something, they want to be going, and they want to have control. And I think all of us, at some way or another, on some level or another, we want control. I mean, that's how original sin happened, isn't it? Adam and Eve in the garden were told one thing, but they wanted to take it into their own hands. They wanted to do their own thing. That's control. So if you're one of those people who just feels like you need to control everything, you'll find yourself in this place where, you know, you feel stressed out all the time. You're going to find yourself in this place where you're spinning your wheels and you're trying to do the right thing and you're trying to make something happen, but it feels like the more and more and more and more you work, the less and less and less and less effective it is. If you find that that's yourself, you're probably in a place where you need to give the control away to Jesus and let him deal with it. You know, friends of mine were having a conversation. We were at a ministry retreat a while back. And leadership is just one of those things in the church world that's a complete necessity. We talk about a lot about leadership and we read books on leadership and there's seminars on leadership and, and leadership is incredible. But as we got talking, something that we understood was as a leader or as a Christian rather, we're really not called to be leaders. We're called to be followers, followers of Jesus. And when you start framing your life in that way, where you don't have to have all the pressure on yourself of what you need to do and what you need to accomplish and the things that you need to get done, you realize that all you really have to do is follow Jesus. That's it. Just listen to him, do what he asks you to do and make the next right decision. I'll tell you what, that puts a lot of stress off of our lives when we say all we have to do is just follow him. That's it. That's all we need to do. God can't work with us if we're determined to try to keep taking that role back in our life. So my encouragement to you is if you're one of those people who has to control everything and you find yourself burned out, just relax. Let God take the wheel. Let him take control. And you may find yourself having to do that multiple times a day. You may find yourself having to do that multiple times per hour. It's okay. Just keep giving it to him because the more you give him control, the more you trust him, the more it's going to build your faith so that all of a sudden you're going to find yourself in a place where it's going to get easier and easier and easier to just be and not have to do all the time for the Lord. And you're going to find yourself in a place where you're going to be living your best life because that's how he designed us to live. So be pliable, stay centered, let God have control. If you do those three things that we talked about this morning, I think you're going to find yourself taken to places that you probably never even thought were possible, doing things that you never even dreamed that you would do. You're going to realize the truth of the, of the word where it says in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we could do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Man, we, if we can get our, our minds around being usable for God, staying centered, staying pliable, letting God have control, we are going to find that we, God is going to create a masterpiece out of us, a, a, way, of, a way of living life and doing life and being in, in, in going areas and, and things that God has going to take us where we never even dreamed were possible. We're going to find ourselves being these people that we, we are just excited to be because um, God's creating a masterpiece. Sometimes it's just about getting out of his way and letting him handle it and just being usable to him. So I hope that encouraged you this morning. 
I want to pray for you uh, before we end our time here together this morning. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It is so good to have you at Indianola First Online, but let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, God, for each and every person watching online today. Lord, I know that you have every intricate detail of their life down. Father, I pray that, God, as it comes to the idea of what they're going to do and, and who they're going to be through you, that, God, you will just help them to center themselves in that place where they know that all they need to do is be usable to you. Because if they're usable to you, you can make a masterpiece out of them. And so, Father, I pray, God, that you'd help those who need to let go of control. I pray, God, that you'd help those whose hearts have become hard. And I pray, Father God, for those who are, whose lives are chaotic and feel like they're spinning out of control. Lord, help them to center. Help them to be pliable, God. Help them to be in that place where they're just usable by you. And God, that you are the one that's controlling their lives. Lord, I bless them in Jesus' name. And I pray you do great things for them as we head out this morning. God, be with them. And Lord, anoint them to do great things in their mission field. We love you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being a part of the Indianola First podcast. Join us next week to stay updated on our latest messages.